0: Hello, and this is Grain to Plate, a podcast that focuses on everything food from the first grain to the final plate. This is the third part of my coverage of the Grow Your Own Festival that took place in Las Vegas, Nevada. Part one, I talked to the vendors, part two, the growers, and now part three, the people. Now, if you haven't heard the first two parts, I highly suggest you go back and take a listen. So in this part, I'm gonna focus on the people of the Grow Your Own Festival. And when I mean the people, I'm talking about the people that were there to tell their story and message on how urban farming can benefit us all. So first is Healing Veterans, an organization that is looking to help vets cope with PTSD through backyard farming.
1: Healing veterans through backyard agriculture. And what we do is we work with veterans that are disabled, mostly. We work with all veterans, but mostly disabled veterans. And we give them sort of like something to focus on. Um, When you're disabled, you spend a lot of time with your disability, usually waiting on the VA for paperwork and trying to get those types of matters squared away so that you can either work again or get paid for your injuries. So you have a lot of time on your hands. And when you have a lot of time on your hands, you need something to focus on mentally. So what we end up doing is we give them something to focus on, which is either a a beehive and a bee setup, or chickens and a chicken setup, or a garden, and we have we work with each person individually, and we look at what they have in their backyard or wherever they live, and then we kind of focus on their needs. Well, are you if you're disabled, do you have a wheelchair? Do you need it to be adaptable for that? Or um, if you have a very small backyard, we adapt it for that. Or however you need it to be, we can focus on that need and then be able to give that to you. But we don't just work with Las Vegas vets, we work with vets all over the country. So just depending on what they need and how they need it, we can tailor it to those needs. So right now we have, bee season's kind of over because it's the middle of the summer and there's not so many plants left in Las Vegas that are flowered plants. So bee season will be starting up again in November and in the spring. And obviously you can grow anything in a garden all year long. So that's an an all-year-long project. And then chicken keeping, thank you, chicken keeping is all-year-long as well. So we partner with different companies, like Bee Champions gave us um, our hive right there, and then we have other different companies through chickens. We can partner with them as well. We partner with uh, the Xerxes Society to do a lot of like our informational aids and things like that. So, like I said, depending on who you are and what your need is, we can help you with that.
0: Now during the interview, I was lucky enough to speak to a vet who experiences the benefits firsthand of urban farming.
1: And I could have qualified for getting the the free one, but I was like, no, I'm going to pay for mine because I want somebody else to to get the free one, even though I could have qualified for it myself. We, We give veterans free everything. Everything is free for them. But the thing is, what he's talking about is, we actually partner with all of those companies and we can sell Those types of items to anyone we want to and then we get whatever the kickback is from that to help further being able to buy what we need to buy so because it's a non-profit so we don't get any money for that type of thing everything goes right back in like he said so he was kind enough to actually purchase it it's five hundred dollars or so so because every time you you purchase something for a veteran you have to remember like every beehive every bee kit
2: is $500
1: every chicken coop and chicken run and things like that that depending on what size it is is usually about 150 dollars plus the chickens that's money plus the food that's money so everybody that's kind enough to actually purchase it for us we still get a small amount of money back for that but that just helps us buy more things so we can give them to the free to the veterans so and
3: actually chickens
1: if someone uh veteran is suffering from post-traumatic stress disorder or something like that the chickens are very relaxing because you go out there at night, you throw them some, just some uh, food down there, and you just watch them walk around. And uh, they're very friendly too; they'll jump right into your lap. It's calming. It's like watching fish in yeah. a fishbowl. Yes, yeah, very. It's very like therapeutic and calming, and that's why we chose
0: to do those types of animals. Now, anyone who has had a close personal relationship with a veteran knows that the adjustment can be difficult because coming home doesn't mean coming home. Sometimes it means physically coming home, yet mentally you are back in war. And it is that time waiting for benefits and other people to help you in recognition of the service. It is during that time when you can develop bad habits and their organization is there to help fill the void through chickens, sometimes bees, and a few plots of vegetables. Now, Create a Change technically was a vendor. However, they were selling more of a brand of social awareness, helping combat food insecurity where it lives and grows roots. And that is with our children, the true victims of food insecurity. Those that do not have the means nor the resources to change their situation.
4: My name is Vanessa Hess. I'm the program manager with Create a Change Now.
0: Okay, and so what is, just give me a brief overview. Okay. Sure.
4: We are a, primarily a childhood nu- nutrition organization and our mission is to empower teachers by providing training that they need to help their students and their families fight chronic disease and obesity. Uh, well, we are in many areas that are struggling with food insecurity and we know that that's a huge part of the problem that we face here in Clark County. Uh, so we we do um, work in areas that face that insecurity um, as well as we, we provide childhood nutrition education. Well, our program takes many forms. Um, we try to get kids excited about real food and where it comes from as well as the teachers that work with them and the schools that they are in Um, and what that looks like it takes many forms we provide uh, chef demonstrations there are many amazing chefs that are committed in our community to our mission and they come to the schools and they provide healthy cooking demonstrations for the kids and get them really excited about cooking at home again we know that that in order for true change to come, we need to uh, help our families cook again in the home. So we send them home with uh, healthy recipes and we translate them into Spanish, so they have English and Spanish as well, uh, to do whatever we can to get the kids cooking again uh, with their families at home. We also have a uh, nutrition curriculum that has been devised by a registered dietitian from UNLV and we are uh, training teachers on how to use those lessons in their classroom. They're available online to all Clark County schools and staff Uh, and there are videos that show the teachers how to implement the lessons to make it as user-friendly as possible. Um, And then we also have partnered with Three Square, a local food bank, and we uh, distribute thousands of pounds of fruits and vegetables to directly to the students uh, every month. Um, So we're up to Uh, I think 30,000 pounds of uh, fruits and vegetables distributed, and that's only growing uh, rapidly every month.
0: So during the interview, I asked, does the organization have solutions or advice? Because as we all know, the price of produce and nutritional food continues to rise, while the price of fast food and quote-unquote junk food Remain stable. Now, I know you might be thinking about that last time you were at Carl's Jr. and how it knocked the hell out of $20. It's still at the cost and the time to feed a family of four, especially if you're thinking about going the organic route. Some find savings in a value meal versus their grocery store's produce section.
4: We do. We are very sensitive to that. And so we... um encourage our chefs and the recipes that we hand out uh, we make sure that they have um, ingredients that are accessible to the students and their families and um, that aren't going to break the bank. We, we incorporate things that are readily available to those families. Is um, We are starting the conversation and we are en- encouraging teachers uh, and administrators to use the Edible Schoolyard Garden and and incorporate that into their lessons so that they can go out to the garden and have a little tasting with their their students, or they can set up a tasting table in the lunchroom if they want, and so when kids are going through the line getting their lunch, they have access to fresh fruits and vegetables from their gardens. Uh, We know that kids are more likely to try fruits and vegetables and uh, eat them again and again if they are part of the growing process, if they uh, planted the seed, watched them grow, uh, had a hand in harvesting those vegetables, they're way more likely to consume those vegetables. So that's that's how we're addressing that. Um, and hopefully that'll carry into the home, and then they will uh, consume more fruits and vegetables at home.
0: And now the politician, candidate from the fighting 2nd District of Las Vegas, Nevada, a state assembly hopeful, a politician that I honestly have to say as one of the more comprehensive plans on fighting food insecurity while at the same time increasing a presence in local and urban farming both large and small scale
3: uh, my name is Owen Carver and I'm running for Nevada State Assembly in District 2, which is a state legislature for Nevada and the district is in the western part of Las Vegas in the Summerlin area. I really believe that Las Vegas can be a leader in urban agriculture and that takes many forms. It can be a, someone growing food in their own home, it could be a school garden project, it could be commercial for-profit ventures or um, you know, different partnerships and collaborations where, for example, let's say government buildings have food production on their roofs or, uh, you know, local parks have, you know, certain area allocated to food production or it could be these, you know, large hydroponic or aeroponic systems uh, that are vertical. There's all sorts of applications, but I know we can do that in Nevada, and it's actually very critical and a huge opportunity for us economically. Um, It's a huge way for us to improve the nutrition and availability and affordability and accessibility of healthy food that's grown uh, to be nutritious, not just to have calories and to weigh a lot. And it also means then the money that we're spending, for example, billions of dollars a year right now on food that comes from out of state, that money could be reinvested in our local economy to grow these farming businesses, create a lot of jobs that are both low-tech and high-tech jobs, keep a lot of money here and, and make people healthier and find ways to solve our food insecurity challenges.
0: Now I had to ask Mr. Carver, since his district, which is located in Summerlin, which has a median income of over $86,000 a year, compared to a median income of 58000 for Las Vegas proper, is his platform far-reaching?
3: Yeah, I mean, this is absolutely. So they, like, right now we have food deserts in Las Vegas. We have people who, uh, you know, the nearest food source is their 7-Eleven uh, or don't have access to grocery stores that have produce within walking distance that's something that's a problem. It's leading to chronic disease. It's leading to families buying food that that is genuinely not healthy and is harming their bodies. But it's because that food is made cheap because of government subsidies. And so what we need to do is to counter that. We need to create innovative programs that allow uh, the production of of food locally to, to make... Healthy food, affordable and accessible and available. We do have a very advanced uh, food bank system in town, but that model is based off of donations. is based off of needing um, tens of thousands of volunteers every year, and it shouldn't have to be that way. And we, even though we have this great food bank and many food pantries, we still have lots of food insecurity here in Nevada. There's lots of kids who you know go to school hungry. You know that needs to change, and, and so this is a you know a way to change that and and the benefit is to everyone in las vegas regardless of where you live if when we have a more secure society a healthier society that reduces the amount of cost that our state has to pay for health for SNAP benefits and things like that, if we can create uh, more jobs and make healthy food really affordable and potentially make it so that the lowest income families have the ability to supplement a, a large portion of their, their food from either community gardens or gardens at their homes. You know, my campaign is about do, doing a, a comprehensive approach. So, you know, whatever barriers that exist, uh, whether it's at the city level, uh, county level, or state level, or even federal level, Those barriers need to come down, and it's about presenting the case that brings the right information together and the right parties together to create an alliance to to tear down those walls that are stopping these things from happening.
0: After talking to Mr. Carver, walked away a little bit hopeful. I know what it's like to do a majority of grocery shopping and food planning around a 7-Eleven or a small family-owned grocery store. I grew up in a neighborhood, and for those listening who have never had to plan a meal around a store where the cashier slash owner sat behind three inches of plexiglass will consider yourself lucky however i have made some magic happen with top ramen hot sauce and something that i think might have been a tomato well at least i hope so so what is the takeaway from a grow your own festival in a city of sand high temperatures and a couple of slot machines here and there. It's a reminder that the people of Las Vegas are very resourceful. See, years before, men in tailored suits with associations to, let's just say, businesses that the IRS wasn't too fond of, built something from the sand, from the rock, the clay, surrounded by mountains. Built structures that touched the sky, gleaming and bright and left it to a generation that is now taking that same sand and rock and growing produce, giving people opportunities to make better food choices. Now I know this opens up the debate for microclimates and what it means to be environmentally friendly. And don't get me wrong, I believe that no one in Las Vegas should have grass and should embrace the beauty of rockscaping. Yet, however, to know that this little valley can cut its dependence on out-of-state produce and offer the youth who will go forth and not only work in the buildings that touch the sky, but possibly build their own, to give them a chance to not have to give in to the multiple temptations and darkness that is around every corner of this city, all in the name of trying to find a nutritious meal. All I can say to that... Is roll up your sleeves and plant what i know for sure will be a tomato so i'm going to close out this festival with a brief interview that i did with jody the organizer of the grow your own festival and let her tell you in her words what it was all about
2: jody page i'm the festival organizer for grow your own festival in las vegas we just wrapped up the premiere grow your own festival in las vegas nevada And from the beginning, uh, the reaction was people were elated, they were sharing the event just because the image of the vintage seed packet and the message uh, to grow your own for real food now, uh, that this was the evolution of the revolution and taking that back into your own hands. Uh, what used to be uh, small farmers and everybody growing their own people were really uh, anticipating and really excited to attend. Um, we had just probably under two thousand people here and sixty vendors on a four acre Vegas Roots Community Garden and everybody was just so uh, joyous and welcoming of the information uh, because you know, we don't know where our food comes from anymore. And we're such a sick and diseased nation. The food system's been hijacked. The, the genetically modified organisms that they're feeding the livestock, it's breaking down people's immune systems. So everybody's so sick and everybody's getting health conscious now. Uh, and organic food, it's, you can grow it. You don't have to buy it all, especially in a sunbelt like Las Vegas.
0: Okay, great. So now what is your goals moving forward? Do you want to do this just yearly? Would you like to do it more than once a year?
2: The goal, the, the design of this festival is really for a national and global movement. So I've got other community organizers who are contacting me and are part of a network now where we can make this happen in other cities across the country.
0: Thank you for listening to Grain to Plate. This episode has been produced by myself, Jonathan Tatum. R.I.P. Charlie Hustle.